Good morning. How are you, Michael? Very well indeed. Uh, now, for the punters out there, $1.80 Mask Crusader, Tafane's favourite or fighting out favouritism in the Memzi. Which one are you most confident of today? Uh, good question, isn't it? Um, you would think Mask Crusader... Um, 1100 we didn't want to go to the 1000 in Sydney a little bit short um, 1100 m- might get away with it but you would have preferred 1200 but the horse I think you only need to watch his last two trials they were you know big box tickers that he really has come back well but you know we've always had a big opinion of him and he's been one of those horses that he just needed to mature and grow into himself and I know John's always said that the best is yet to come. As you'll see, he's only been lightly raced. I think we've only had about 12 race starts or something. So we believe the best is ahead of him, and that really starts in the spring. But based on his last two trials, you would think, barring bad luck, he should be fighting at the finish. Um, I mean, if they walk, that will make his job even harder. Um, if there's reasonable speed in the race, and he can get a little bit of cover, I mean, you're probably better off drawing out than drawing in because you need that galloping room to... You know, show that explosive turn of foot he's got. So, um, all things being equal, you'd like to think that with a little bit of luck, he should be fighting up the finish. Safane? Yeah. Um, it's an interesting one. Matt, he had new degree at this one. She's never been first up over 1,400. Um, so, people will question her first up form. But once again, if you look at her 1,400 metre form, I think she's unbeaten at 1,400. She's won a core field, so she can handle the track. She's drawn a gate for once, which is great. Um, barrier four. So when Craig, the important thing, Craig Williams does know her, um, which is great. So um, if he can have her in a nice uh, spot, we believe she still retained a fair degree of fitness coming out of um, the Queensland Carnival. So she wasn't out for a long time. So I think she's fit enough to win first up over 1,400. Um, if you compare the this race to the all-age stakes, the Stradbroke Handicap and, to a certain degree, the Tats Tiara, and you go through the talent pool that she raced against, you think all things being equal, if she's fit enough, then once again, I'd say she will be definitely fighting out the finish. Yeah, what you said about the residual fitness, I wonder whether that was what Mike was kind of thinking of with uh, the 1,400 metres today. But I was surprised with the tipsters early on. I mean, Behemoth, I know Craig Williams has made his decision and so on, but, geez, a tough nut, he's a big tough nut to crack behemoth. Are you, how concerned are you about being able to fend him off? Oh, Maddie, look, it's a group one. Group ones aren't given to you, you know that. We, we, we know only good horses running group ones and for every group one you win, you have about five seconds for some reason, so you need luck in running in group ones and um, as I said before, behemoth, you could talk about other horses in that race as well. I mean, you've got that... Um, that good um, mayor coming from Western Australia as well, haven't you? I mean, um, mate, if she That's brings that girl. Queensland form down here, if she does have that residual fitness and she's ready to go, you'd like to think that for what she's been racing against, she'd definitely be in the uh, the mix to win this race and for him to take nothing away from him at all. I mean, he's a, you know, an exceptional talent. So um, who knows, mate, might be a good, good Cronulla. Rupert, it's hard enough to win three races in a row anywhere, but to, for a horse to be going for three Group 1s in a row, she gets into rarefied air if she's able to complete that task today. Yeah, it's not only the, um, the three in a row, but it's also winning the last Group 1 of the season in um, Queensland. And 
the first group one here in Victoria. So that that in itself would be a bit of a, um, you know, an achievement by Mike. And you've got to give Mike, you know, all the credit on this one because I think it's been well documented that if it wasn't through his what I call micromanagement of his horses, there's no one actually be racing today because a kidney infection, he picked it up that quickly. He was able to deal with it. But, you know, once they she was touched to go with her, not she'd even survive it. So um, for him to get about racing at this level is a, you know, a big, massive tick to Mike Moroni and his team. Um, but she hasn't just come back well. She's come back and she's really gone to another level. Um, and I think being lively raced, we'd love to see her get up to a mile and find out whether or not she's got that pedigree of um, her family and get her up to 2,000 metres. So it's still uncharted water. But as I said, let's just get through today and make sure she's come back and that she's still got that desire to compete because her greatest asset is her competitive nature. I mean... I keep getting people to go back and watch the All Ace Stakes. And if you want to watch a race that gives you goosebumps, go and watch that last 400 metres. Um, of Pierrata and um, Stefano going head-to-head. It's just what racing's all about. And he had it done and dusted at the 200, but she just put pin in the ears back and um, went back after Pierrata, who would be one of the toughest horses you ever want to get past. And, um, yeah, whilst it's only a short half-head, it's just her determination to win, and that's what makes great race horses great. It's going to be another fascinating day, Rupert, and uh, the decision yourself and your fellow owners made not to send it to the broodmare sale and the breeding barn was one of the best you've made. She might not show another Group 1 victory today. Best of luck, Rupert. Yeah, no, thanks thanks for that, Mike, and, um, yeah, good luck to everyone who's got horses running in, the, um, in those big races.